You're listening to Remotely One, a podcast that educates, entertains, and inspires you to take your life back from the office commute. I'm Rick, a former beer rep who left the warehouse to become a voice actor and digital creator. And I'm Colleen, a remote work advocate and consultant. We're going to speak with some of the top professionals who have managed to avoid the commute as they share stories from the most inspiring to the most comical, all while working remotely. Man, this sounds awesome. Let's clock in. Good day, good day. Greetings, salutations, bienvenidos. You're listening to Remotely We Are One. Hey, Kaleem, we're actually doing this, aren't we? Rick, I guess so, bro. I mean, it's, what is it? Episode 001, the very first thing, man. You know, I'm really looking forward to, to learning more about this remote work movement that we're seeing all across the country. Yeah, it's everywhere right now, right? Like, we, we all had a chance to experience a little time at home. Mm. We got to let the listeners in on a little secret, man. A, a secret? Oh, I like secrets. Where did we both grow up bangor maine baby center of the universe (laughs) (laughs) yes oh bangor maine with a light it's first bangor it's not banger it's bangor don't ever make that mistake to a local yokel they'll never forget that's right yeah crazy that we've known each other for 30 years man is that is that that's right Uh, right? it's, it's crazy i think back about playing on the football field at Bangor High School, and I'm like, I knew, I knew you when I was at Fifth Street Middle School. Crazy, crazy. Man. And you know what? We're both down here in the South now. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and and where are you at? You're Charlotte, right? I'm in Charlotte. I we mean, escaped. I never understood why some of our friends who lived in more of the wealthier areas. I'm not going to name any names, but why they came back tanned every year why are you tan when it's freezing up here well their parents figured that shit out because they had means of escape that's why (laughs) they're like we're not we're not doing this we need some vitamin d (laughs) for real for real hey what's the first thing someone asks you man when you say you're from bangor maine what's the first thing someone asks you bangor maine oh you've got no stephen king right (laughs) Actually, I we do, don't we, Rick? <laughs> and, indeed, we do. Yes. Yes. And so do another hundred other people we we know in the community. We all yes. listen. Everyone from Bangor knows Mr. King. He's just an average That's dude. Very true. People down here ask me all the time, like, "Have you ever met him?" Do you? I'm like, "Have I ever met him? He was my baseball coach." Yeah, they're just a cool family, man. Owen used to come to school in sweatpants and Converse. Uh, well, man. I think that the humble beginnings of of the King family still ring true. I mean, the guy still wears Converse all-stars ripped jeans. Some of my fondest memories of, of him are just walking around town with his nose buried in a book, obviously because of the material that he writes, he's, he's got this mythic persona, but he's just a dude, just a dude loved baseball, built this little league fields. I mean, so all of you out there, yes, we know him. It's not a big deal. Didn't even but, know he was famous until I was in the right. grade. Shit, I didn't read then, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. the second thing and the last thing, and we'll move on because this is not a main podcast. Although maybe yeah. that yeah. we shouldn't do one of those. It could be. The second one is, is can you say ka for me? Like people think that's the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. Can you say, can you say ka and pak? You know, the down east Maine is what every people who aren't from Maine think that 
people that are from Maine sound like the lobster guy. Like he's out, out there all day on the coast fighting the storms and bringing up lobster traps and he's miserable. And that's how we all sound. You know, it's just not true. <laughs> By gory. That was a nor'easter. Oh. I never seen anything like it. <laughs> never seen anything like it. Yeah, yeah. Bob. <laughs> yeah, Bobby. Give me some chowder. <laughs> I got to rejuvenate. <laughs> so. So circling the wagon back a little bit, Kaleem, you are a remote work expert, right? That's what they say. Yeah, that's what yeah. they say now. So I guess my first question for you is, what was the moment you realized that remote work is really what you wanted to do? Well, Rick, that's a great question, man. It all started in 2012. I attended a web development conference called DrupalCon Denver. There was this CEO named Matt Westgate from a company called Lullabot talking about how he had a fully distributed company. And I was just fascinated with his presentation and how he was talking about the talent that they needed to find was all over the country. He was showing pictures of the retreat that they do every year in Florida. And it was just a great presentation and it really got my wheels turning. He was on the flight back and I was just thinking, wow, how great would it be to work for a company where I we could just pick up and leave and go at any time and still get it done and maybe see the rest of the country. I started researching, getting the education going, reading books. I started with WeWork from DHH and, and, and Jason Fried from Basecamp, their book in 2013. Then I read The Year Without Pants and, and of course, The 4-Hour work week. So the education just be, kept going and, and I finally approached my, my partner in 2013. I said, hey, you have your master's degree from University of Connecticut in Organizational Development and Human Resources. Why don't we start our own consultancy? Why don't we create our own company, our own HR company for small businesses and startups to improve the remote employee experience? That's when we started the company was 2013. It wasn't until March of 2020. That's right. When the pandemic starts. Things were getting a little uncomfortable. Let's say that the toilet paper yes, was running sure. out and people, the news was showing fighting in stores. So yeah. I happened to drop my mother off at the airport and something just prompted me to ask the lady at the desk, how much is three tickets to Maine? She said $99 each. I bought three one-way tickets and we stayed from March until June of 20. And it was that moment that I experienced what it was like to have a location independent lifestyle. I bought the tickets at nine in the morning for a flight at 10 and we stayed in Maine for three months. So it was that moment that made me decide to leave my employer in the middle of a pandemic Mm -hmm. do remote work consulting full-time. So it was that moment right there of being able to leave. We weren't attached to our location. How about for you? Yeah, I could go in so many directions with this, but one thing that's really turning my wheels is that I think years from now, and you're seeing it in every news article practically, the trending headline seems to be that years from now, we're going to look back on this as the great resignation. That seems to be yes. the catchphrase of the day, yeah. right? Yeah, of course, of course. You know, me, I, I'm on the road a lot. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm in sales, you know, I used to place. So I, my office is essentially my car. Yeah. You know, this, that, that still doesn't improve my situation because I'm, we both know I would much rather be at home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what really cemented me to this movement, my kids and my wife, she's a teacher at the school that, that they attend, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they were forced to go back to school without having been vaccinated. Wow. That was my moment of 
okay, sooner or later, push is going to come to shove and we're going to have to make some drastic decisions. What happens if school becomes completely remote and I'm gone all day and my wife is having to do her online classes with her class. She's teaching. Right. Right. You know, who's going to help my, my five-year-old who's in pre-K and, you know, he loves looking at us, listening to his teacher, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, so that, that was my moment of, holy shit. Now this could, this is the future. Like if I can't manage my work affairs and be able to balance them with Mm. whatever else is going on in the world and and trying to take care of my family, I'm screwed. It's either going to go in a direction of me being completely helpless and having a stroke or a heart attack or something Mm -hmm. or not making money at all because I've got to go home. So it's, it's a balancing act that I was not prepared for. I've dabbled in in freelancing and I've done, as you know, I've done a million different projects over the years, but I never really felt fulfilled. And I think that's the driving force behind what a lot of people do. They love going to work. It's not, it's not the job. It's not, it's not working that they have an issue with. It's mm-hmm. how is this making my life better? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is because they're, they're forced into the commute. They're forced in being a home all day. And, you know, it's much easier to work when you can get up and move around, go to the bathroom or whatever, and, and you can just do work on your laptop. You can't, you don't have that freedom in the office when you're away, obviously when you're away from home all day. So I think that plays into a lot of the the whole psychology of, of not having to go to the office anymore. And, And I think people have really woken up to that and managers, these corporate offices don't know what to do about it. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. coming up with all these different things. Oh, well, you know, we used, we could keep their th- our thumbs on them when they're in the office, but how do we do it in their home? You know, and I'm seeing that too. Like every moment mm-hmm. of my day is documented. Every move I make, there's an app that tracks my location, how long I take with certain, with each customer, how long it takes me to get to the next one. And I'm like, guy, really? Right. You know, right. <laughs> you hired me as an independent worker here, but I don't feel so independent. We'll be right back after these words. 2020 was no joke. It changed the game for everyone. Workplace flexibility is no longer a perk, but an expectation. In fact, a recent study showed that a flexible schedule is more important than salary. Yeah, you heard that right. Employees want choices over cash. If you're a startup or a small business that doesn't have a remote work strategy, stop what you're doing right now and complete our free tree assessment at BlendMeInc.com. Since 2013, BlendMeInc has been helping small businesses improve the remote employee experience. Let's stay local, but compete global. Visit us at BlendMeInc.com. That's BlendMeInc.com. You ever wonder why beers are so much tastier with old friends? Here at Retro Taps, we believe the beer pouring experience goes hand in hand with nostalgia. We've poured our favorite suds out of Snoopy snow cone machines, rotary telephones, even a Castle Grayskull. We always said we didn't want to grow up. We were Toys R Us kids. Retro Taps has everything you need to customize your home bar. For breweries and tap rooms, RetroTaps also offers narrated short video production as well as social media campaigns for your business. 
If you're a beer-loving pop culture geek like I am, be sure to visit RetroTaps.co for more info and inspiration. Isn't it kind of fascinating, though, when I approached you said, hey, let's do this podcast, man. And you're like, well, you know, what's the topic? And I was telling you, well, we've been doing a lot of remote work. And I think there are a lot of people out there, Rick, that have a passion for their industry. Right? And they want this flexibility in their life. They don't know where to go. They don't want to necessarily leave the industry. You love, you love beer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, lots of people love beer, but yeah. so it's not a situation of, I hate this stinking job and I don't want to do this. It's more like along the lines of people want to know, how can I maintain this type of flexibility so that I can integrate my personal life with my professional life? We use that term work-life integration at Blend. I think that's where the big challenge is. A lot of people believe that this whole remote work thing, A, it's not new. B, remote work right now during the pandemic, this is not what normal remote work is like for for people who are maybe not having a great experience. You can't go to places. We're all feeling the same thing. But yeah, you don't have to necessarily leave your industry to have this control over your time. It's almost like that's what we're witnessing right now, the struggle between employer and employee. Like, why do I have to come into the office if we've been working? We're on 18 months now. Yeah. Why do I have to come in? It's interesting you bring that up because I did some freelance work for a a, a digital networking company and they build Mm -hmm. websites and they manage social media campaigns and stuff like that. And so I was hired as a content writer. Um. You know, new, newer company, uh, well, not new, but they're, you know, they weren't small, but they were fairly, you know, a mid-sized company, maybe a dozen employees or whatever. And so I was currently, at that time, I was in my other job. So I was doing this on a part-time basis. Well, I got so good at content that I would just do a whole month's work in like three or four days. And I'd set up a calendar and post date each of those posts, and you know how you can do that. In the future, yeah, right, right. Yeah. I got them all set up, and the guy came to me, and he says, oh, I want to make you a full-time offer because I really like your work, and my partners really like your work, and we think you're a good fit. And I was all excited. I'm like, finally, you know, I love this. I'm working from mm-hmm. home. You know, this is great. And he says, the only caveat is that we want you in the office from eight to five. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Yeah. Here we and go I, again. And I said, uh, dude, do you mind if I ask why? Well, we, we, you know, we, we really like you and we want to get to know you a little bit, but we feel like we, we get more out of our employees when they're here. And I said, well, you know, I, that's great. That's your, that's your philosophy, but I've already done all this work for you from home. I don't understand why I have to come in. And that's the ticker right there, Rick. He had no response. He's like, well, I just want to, just want to be able to, throw things at you. I want to be able to uh, come to you if I have an idea. And I'm like, you've been doing that with a cell phone, text messages. <laughs> and I backed him into a corner. And and finally, he said, all right, the partners are willing to have you come in three, th- four days a week. We can give you one remote day. No, one, said, no, no sir. sir. One remote day. No, oh. it's not going to work for me because I know 
I know how that direction goes. I know the path that that was going down. It was only a matter of time before he said, well, we'd rather have you here five days a week. Why (laughs) I'm so happy that we're doing this because your story is what so many people are dealing with right now. What I think has happened is that we've kind of gone back to the way it used to be. Everybody was a blacksmith for their own family business, or they had their own shop that was out of their house. It really wasn't until we became more of a, you know, industrialized country where companies started paying, you know, creating these houses for their employees to live in. That's where it started first, right? Oh, we'll shack while you build these, uh, these railroads or whatever, right? And then the office and all of this, the cubicle in the late 80s, the cubicle started. Yes, a buddy of mine, I haven't talked to him in over a decade and he calls me a couple of weeks ago and I'm like, what are you up to now, man? And you know what his response was? He says, honestly, I'm, I'm miserable. I'm still working for the same cube farm. And I'm like, cube farm. cube farm. That is a brilliant, brilliant depiction of what's going on right now. It really is. Yeah. Cube farm. Yeah. And all they're doing is they're herding in cattle. And making them eat the hay all day long. Oh, yeah. I'm using that all the time now. You should. Cube farm. Yeah. Cube farm. So what's happening right now, Rick, is the cube farm is gone. There's no, they can't watch you. They can't monitor you. They can't control. All, what I was explaining as far as the, the shack to the, the cube farm, yeah. the open office design. Yeah. That, you yeah. know, there's another quote from that person who said, I wish I never would have designed the open office space because yeah. people are abusing it. It's like, it's all about control over when Mm -hmm. you get the job done. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. There are some challenges. So I guess this is, you know, a question I have for you is as someone that I know that's dealt with anxiety before, do you fear isolation? Do you have any fears about remote work? I do because I am well aware of how damaging isolation can be to somebody who struggles with depression and, and anxiety and different things like that. I, I think you really have to know what you're getting into. And thankful, thankfully, from in my position, my my industry relies on on the social culture. You know, people getting together, and I go out of my way to make sure I'm interacting with people every day. But if I'm you know, I've got like a coding gig or, or some something, you know, a web developing job or whatever it might be where I have to be looking at a screen all day and not talking to one of my with my personality traits. That would be very dental to my to my mental health. I just couldn't do it. I have to be talking. I have to be interacting. And I would encourage anybody who's thinking about going into this industry, whatever, whatever niche it might be to really consider that. You know, it's great to want to be home all day by yourself, but really, really contemplate and dig deep and imagine yourself at home alone all day talking to nobody and what that might do to your psyche. Yeah, it's really an important subject to me. If you're going to look at all of the negatives of remote work, isolation and loneliness is the biggest downfall to remote work. Communication Mm -hmm. as well. I mean, you know, we're going to kind of I'll lump those all kind of together, like connections, communication, and socialization. Those are the downfalls. Those are the big things that you're missing. I'm I'm really excited. Hopefully, along this journey, 
something changes for you and you are a location independent professional from all these great guests we're going to have. One thing that we talk about is, is that the organization has to have a lot of responsibility in the socialization. If you're going to make the switch to hybrid or fully remote or hybrid, half in office, half, that's what everyone's talking about these days, hybrid remote. As the organization, you have to put in some things that are going to ensure that connections can be built. Everything has to be intentional. You have to build these things into your program. So that's from the organization side. And again, all of these things that I would suggest are things that we should probably wait until this Delta COVID-19 thing is over. And I think that is the biggest problem that people are having. Because right now we can't get together. We can't do the things that we would advise. So as far as an individual is concerned, if you want this workplace flexibility, because maybe you need it for taking care of a loved one, or you want to be around more for, for, your, for your children so that they're not getting in trouble, and you want to do all of these things, mm-hmm. but you're aware that not talking to people is going to be tough. As an individual, you need to take on the responsibility, like you said, in scheduling those interactions with people. So if you're someone who just you know can't handle being alone. And you know what? Most of us can't handle it. We shouldn't, you know, isolation for anyone is not healthy. Join a co-working space to, to help you with that routine. Some people miss the routine of getting up and commuting and having that separation. A lot of people enjoy that, you know? So you can emulate those things. You can create those things. And, and that's what I would suggest. You would join a co-working spot, go to a Starbucks, get up and shower. Believe it or not, the showering thing is a challenge. Yeah. You know, I always, when I get was in a rut, especially in the last 18 months or so, I found that just going out for a walk and getting fresh air was enough to turn my mm-hmm. day around, you know, and, and it was such a mindless act, wow. you know, I'll pop in my, my uh, headphones and listen to my favorite music or podcast, mm-hmm. even doesn't matter, self-help, whatever, you know, uh, and some days I went and just didn't listen to anything. I just enjoyed the fresh air and got out in the breeze and it did absolutely everything that I wanted without even asking to do anything. I just did it, you know? And I think that it doesn't matter what you do. It's the fact that you did something. And if you can keep that in mind, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's, uh, it's important. It's important to do that. So, I mean, on this show, Rick, we're going to have lots of deep conversations, yeah. you know, how they adapted to this this workplace flexibility lifestyle, this remote work lifestyle, and what they did. Because, you know, that's that's what we want, yeah. of course, Rick. But, you know, the other thing that we got to bring into the show that I don't think other people are really doing, I haven't seen it, you know, as far as remote work shows out there, we got to talk about some of the comical things that have happened during this, this time. And I think they're going to continue happening. I want to hear some stories about Zoom meetings gone terribly wrong. So I just brought this one up. I'm going to read it to our listeners. And mind you, listen, this is not, you know, a show that you should be listening with your kids all around you because we're going to curse once in a while, but we're going to say some funny things. All right. So here's what we're we're looking at right now. This is a tweet. Zoom meetings gone terribly wrong starts now. <laughs> My kid just walked into a video conference, yelled, look at my penis, and then hit the button on his fart machine. 
working from home going really, really great. Now, Rick, what what happened here? What happened here was was a kid being a kid and not fully understanding the role that his mother was taking in uh, doing a Zoom conference call. It's the it's the total breakdown between the relationship between a professional adult and their totally unprofessional child. <laughs> I love it so oh, much because I can just see myself know, doing that as a kid, not as an adult, I, you know, it'd be a little weird, but as a kid, I can see myself doing that. My mom being so Oh my pissed. God. Yeah. <laughs> mine mine oh, too. Oh man, I love that. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have so to, we're going to have so to entice all of our guests to, uh, to share their funny stories if they have them. Uh, and you know, I believe everybody yeah. does. Uh, some people aren't comfortable talking about the more risque ones, but those are the best ones. Those are the funniest. So I think it would be a great thing for us to do every episode to say, hey, what's your what's your most memorable Zoom experience that you're <laughs> that you can't believe you witnessed? <laughs> Hopefully we can get Jenna Weiss, Weiss Berman to see if we can get her to come in and talk about this story. And does she still work there? I mean, there's so many questions that I have for her about this situation yeah, yeah so yeah anyway i'm excited listen what do you think? Just, you think you think i we think we have it? to do it there's no you know we, we've we've dangled the fruit out there now we have to pick it well that's awesome man well i'd like to thank you for being our guest today tell me where can our listeners find out more about you well i'm colleen clarkson everywhere so you can find me on twitter and you can find me on linkedin and you can always find us on our website at blendmeinc.com fantastic well, we're going to be back soon for the next episode and i really hope that you're there to join us you've been listening to remotely one visit us at remotely forward slash podcast for upcoming episodes subscribe to our youtube channel and download our episodes on your favorite podcast app hey hey don't forget to clock out. <laughs>